I was thinking a lot tonight about a certain thing. So welcome to the Fearless Five podcast. This is episode 39, season four. And overall, this is the 169th episode. So hey, I'm Heather Larson, your host and certified transformational life coach, Yusui Reiki master, yoga teacher and training. And I like to put all those things together when I'm coaching people or when I'm doing a Reiki session. Or what I'm doing. I mean, like it all goes together somehow. Like if you come to me for a Reiki session, you get some coaching and vice versa. And then like yoga comes in and meditation comes like the whole kit and caboodle, right? So that's what I've always been all about. And I was thinking today, because I'm not going to lie, I'm, like, I'm, I'm working on the destinyarchitecture.com website and getting nostalgic because it was this time, uh, late summer in 2016. So five years ago. Wow, um, that I'm still tripping about it. Apparently, um, that I was getting into the coaching program at the Southwest Institute of the Healing Arts, and I wanted to get my 100-hour life coaching certification, and I did. And like I do in life, I begin before I'm ready, and I put up DestinyArchitecture.com before I finished my coaching certification. So tonight, I went way back to the very first blog post. And actually read it, and it was terrible. No, it wasn't terrible. It needed a rewrite. So I just gave it some edits. Gave it some love tonight. So <laughs> and apparently I have messed around with the website so much that actually the archive now works again. So you can find this first initial blog post, which I, I um, you know, added a little dressing to tonight um, to update it. Because it's funny to look back on it and read it now because I was writing it before I had finished my certification and obviously times have changed duh um but also I have changed and my coaching has changed and I'm gonna be just telling on myself about it and going back over all the bad ideas that I (laughs) that I had and fixing them I'm not gonna delete things like I'm not I'm not like that I've I've left all the the blog posts I hate up on destinyarchitecture.com on the blog um, because, you know, I, I think it's important for people to see the growth and I think it's important for people to see the path. And now I'm trying to update everything for the people who find the website today and, and go, oh my God, I don't want to work with her as a coach because she's into that law of attraction bullshit, which is bullshit. And uh, I used to do it and I used to write about it on, on like a weekly basis or something. I used to, I tried to make LOA Monday happen. Like I tried to make a hashtag happen and I didn't because I think the majority majority of the world is smart and realizes that the secret is crap and law of attraction is crap. And, you know, while the law of attraction may work for some of the people, some of the time, it's not a far reaching successful thing. Like it should be to the effect that people talk about it like they do or sell it the way they do, which is bizarre. So it got me to thinking, and then I saw somebody trashing life coaching on Twitter. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I got to say something about this. I, I must defend the life coaching. And then I thought about it and I was like, can I defend life coaching? Like, can, can it be done? Can you defend life coaching? Because honestly, and, and having been in a local Midwestern metaphysical community for many years now, um, for almost a decade, uh, you know, I've got a lot of reference points as far as this community or this industry, whatever you want, the, the whole group of life coaching at all. Like it's 
there it's it's big in the metaphysical community it's it's there then there's like a professional coaching community that centers on executive coaching nothing that i do <laughs> like i am not part of the executive world i'm not c suite i have worked for corporations i've worked for nonprofits i've worked for startups like i have done it all and <laughs> What have I not done? And so, you know, that's not me. I don't, I don't love the corporate life. I don't even like the corporate life. I, I don't like any of that. I don't like the nine to five environment. I don't like the office environment. That's why I work from home. So I get to live the life of my choosing, right? Because I've taken all these principles to heart over the years and from coaching, from yoga, from Reiki, from the, from the spiritual path and also the scientific path, you know, does it work? And if it doesn't, I throw it away. And that's what I did with the law of attraction stuff. And so then I was thinking tonight, I was like, well, you know, if people on Twitter are going to complain about life coaching being, you know, whatever they complained it was, I forgot the exact words, but I was like, you know, I should write something about this. And so I did. And it's on the blog and I call it in defense of life coaching. It's just a simple blog. It's not that long. And honestly, I get it. I get why life coaches have a bad name. I get why people call us charlatans. I get I get it because I've met some of these people, you know, anybody can put up a storefront when when it comes to things like Reiki and life coaching, anybody can hang up the shingle and get, get a website and, you know, pay for a URL and hosting and put up a blog. And, you know, anybody can call themselves, seriously, anybody can call themselves a Reiki master. That is why there's such a push in this country to buy a very bizarre little fringe group anyway, uh, to regulate Reiki. And so there, these are unlicensed modalities, right? So I'm certified, but I'm not licensed. You don't need a license to be a coach. You don't need a license to be a Reiki master. You don't need a license to teach yoga. All of these things offer certifications. Um, but then it, like splinters often gets a little weird because apparently what I learned from all of this Reiki regulation talk is apparently there's 250 kinds of Reiki in the United States today. It's a far cry from what it was when Dr. Mikeo Yusui started it almost 100 years ago. So things splinter off, people make up shit, and it gets diluted. It gets convoluted. And that happens with Reiki. That happens with coaching. That happens big time, bigly um, with yoga. Things things get watered down. So I do think, yes, the field of life coaching is filled with people who are charlatans and people who give the rest of us a bad name. Some of us worked for this some of us honed our skills in really crappy places. <laughs> like for me, I worked in a jail. I worked in a detox. I worked in a recovery center. And it wasn't a short stint. It wasn't a practicum. It wasn't an internship. It was it was four and a half years that I worked in those places. Uh, like, And I would say half of that I split between the recovery center and half of that was split between the detox. And when I worked at the recovery center, I was going in and out of the jail a lot. And then I eventually worked on the third and subsequent DUI program. And uh, I spent a lot more time working in the jail at that point, trying, trying to coach people along a plan for sobriety and recovery while they were ensconced in the lovely United States justice system here in Kansas. Uh, you can imagine how ugly that is. And this was all pre-pandemic. So, um, you know, I've heard uh, I've heard stories of what it's like now, um, but I don't know because I haven't been back uh, in the jail in about two years. So, you know, and I'm somebody who doesn't have a criminal record. So I had to learn to go into a tough environment and 
go face to face with people who didn't want to listen to me because they thought that I had never lived the kind of life that they lived, which is probably true. Um, but what I did have was the ability to coach them and I did have years of good sobriety and I'm still sober to this day. It's been over eight years now. It's been since July 1st, 2013. So yeah, that's eight years and some odd days. I don't know why I count the days. It doesn't matter. Especially the longer I stay sober, the less I care. It's just part of life now, but, um, I'm still proud of it. You know, but I don't, I don't know. I don't brag about it. I don't, I don't participate in the recovery community. It doesn't, it doesn't fuel me. Um, but anyway, that's another subject. So, you know, I, I look at a lot of coaches out there and like, yeah, they probably spent five grand to enroll in some coaches, private coaching program. I didn't do that. <laughs> I started, I started with Reiki. Reiki led to, wow, people ask me, questions that are like therapy questions and that's weird that was weird to me and I and I I I didn't want to I didn't want to take on that role it didn't feel appropriate and I also didn't feel like I had the knowledge to take that on but what I did realize is that I could coach and a couple years into maybe a year into having yeah it was a year or so into having my own Reiki business here locally where I would offer Reiki sessions and teach Reiki classes that I got into parasocial work which was how I became a sober coach working in the aforementioned addiction field so at that point I'm like okay I know what I want to do I want to coach I want to be able to answer people's basically life coaching questions when they come to me for Reiki. And then I started sober coaching and I was like, okay, what's the next level? And it was like, do I become a coach? Do I become an addictions counselor? And thankfully I chose the coaching route because I I can't imagine working long-term in the addiction industry. And it is an industry. It's just not my flavor. And, you know, and that's how much I've changed over the years. When I started destinyarchitecture.com as I was in life coaching school, um, I was very into the addiction industry. I was your card carrying like a poster child for AA and I was all into the 12 steps and over time it just, it did not, it, it did not hold my attention. It bored me. I thought it was toxic. Yada, yada. I think I've done podcasts about this before. Um, so I'm not going to, you know, beat what is, I, I can't even undress like, ugh. Like it's such a dead horse, that whole thing. But anyway, um, like I, I've just, I've changed so much in the last five years. I've been through a lot and, uh, it came out better. And that's like the whole point is, you know, I, I tried what works and I tried what didn't work. And then I, I kept what did work and I looked for things that were supported by evidence. And I looked for things that were supported by science and I, I looked for ways to measure my own improvement. So I got big into metrics. I'm such a dork for that stuff. But anyway, Taking action, being able to hold oneself accountable and be able to measure improvement. Like you have to see that it's working. You have to. And if you don't, you're not going to do it. So I think there is a lot of people, there are there are a lot of people out there who call themselves coaches, who call themselves life coaches or spiritual coaches or whatever. And it's a lot, you know, some of them are fantastic. Some of them are amazing. I know some of them. I've worked with some of them. And, you know, some of these people, like, you might have an experience with them, but does it... 
I hate this phrase, but I'm gonna use it. Does it move the needle? Does it, does it improve your life? Do you see results? So, you know, I'm the kind of person that I want to see results. When, if I'm working with a coach, I want to get results. If I'm working with a client, I want my client to get results. And that was also one of the reasons why I did not like the addiction industry is because it's not built to get results. It's built to get repeat customers and they they always have this story of like I went to rehab 17 times <laughs> but then I finally got it and it's like okay you went to rehab 17 times it's not you it's rehab okay um so you, you know I I want to find things that are are built to make you successful. So yeah, that's, that's the important thing is that you get results. If you work with me as a coach, otherwise we're both wasting our time. I'm wasting my time coaching you. You're wasting your time getting coached. So not every coach approaches it in that way. And I think a lot of them are in it for fast money. Um, I think a lot of people see this as, oh, like anybody can do that. Anybody can get into that field. Um, you don't need a college degree. You don't need this, that, and the other. Um, so look, I have the certification. I have the experience. If I can work with street addicts, imagine what I can do for you. I also do have a college degree. <laughs> I have a ton of real world experience. Um, but if, if I can coach the worst of the worst, if I can coach people who would rather sleep under a bridge and do crack tonight, uh, imagine what I can do for you about whatever freaking habit you want to change. You know, like <laughs> it's perspective folks. Like you can do this thing. You can change your life. You don't need a guru. I think that's another problem with coaching is that everybody thinks that coaches are gurus and we live perfect lives. First of all, I am not, nor have I ever been anybody's guru. I don't even know if I'm my own guru some days. Like <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I, guru to who? Like even my own cats put me in my place. Okay. Like stay humble. Right. So I think a lot of coaches love that guru thing. I think a lot of people think that life coaching is like weird hippie stuff and you hang out with me as your coach. I'm going to have you wearing harem pants and taking ice baths and drinking celery juice. And that's just not true. And I'm not going to have you like buying a bunch of weird spiritually materialistic stuff like crystals and stuff. Like, although I do like crystals and rocks and have my whole life, they're freaking cool. Uh, and But, but like... I'm not going to get you into all that. Like, you know, I, I would love to talk crystals someday with you because I'm a dork like that. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't, I, 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 buying 40 crystals isn't going to replace the work that you need to do on yourself to get what you want out of life, to get out of your own way to get organized, to declutter, to change your habits, to reprogram your subconscious mind, to obtain work-life balance, to change careers. Like you can buy crystals every day for the rest of your life, <laughs> you know, like in hair and pants and drink the celery juice and stuff. Like I get it. We're all trying to improve, but like, you're not going to buy some thing, some arbitrary object or, you know, whatever materialistic thing is, is not going to change your life. Uh, unless it's Botox, um, which, you know, <laughs> is that a material thing? 
I don't, it's not a material thing, but it is something you could spend money on to improve your looks. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm not about looks here. I put my big fat yoga pictures on the website. Well, the one picture, uh, you know, I, I, maybe I don't look like your concept of a coach, you know, like, I don't know, like I'm not Tony Robbins, you know, you're not going to walk over hot coals with me. You know, we're not going to do a 16 hour like sermon in, in a hotel conference room. Like, no, it's, <laughs> I love to work with people one-on-one and I've done group coaching as well. And, and I love that too. Um, I love working with people. I love helping people improve their lives. And that's why I do this, um, going on five years. So anyway, thank you for listening to the fearless five. If you get nothing else out of this podcast, remember that you are the architect of your own destiny. And yeah, some life coaches on the internet are weird and you probably think I'm weird and that's awesome because I've never been not weird. So (laughs) enjoy the fearless five and the website, destinyarchitecture.com and the Twitter destiny arch one. That was my cat in the background. I, I can't do the podcast any longer than this. They're, they're raising hell back there. So you have a great day.